to the chartographers it is the chartographers after show so we're not going to be uh ranking every album from worst to first because it's what we do no we're going to be doing something a little bit different today this is just kind of a little outside the break kind of format thing because we have the happy episodes we have our main casts and of course we also have uh every once in a while the charties the world famous award show that everyone listens to and loves without question uh but really the biggest thing is that we kind of wanted to take a little break largely because so many people have actually genuinely asked me, hey, when are you guys doing the podcast again? When's the podcast starting up? Blah, 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 blah. This is a way to silence the haters and naysayers for once and for all. So uh, we're going to just give them a little update is on what we what got. this is? <laughs> really personal, petty, vindictive shit? Wow. I, I had no idea about these details for the, uh, the motivation of this episode. I thought this was just a fun little lead-in to our new season. Which is also exactly true. Uh, anyway, I'm Evan. Uh... Hot. Yeah, that's it. Just I'm Evan. All right. Yeah. Just we're we're throwing the the formula to the wind. A little bit, kind of. All right. Hey, it's me. It's Taryn. Yeah. I'm the other chartographer. Yes, the the lead captain of this great ship of uh, sound greatness that we have every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. We're getting right back into it, baby. And the biggest thing is kind of weird. I kind of wanted to do this a little bit, too, just to kind of get the gears a little bit greased up of it. Because, guys, it's been a while. It's been at least nine months since we last... More than nine months since we last taped yeah. an episode. Yeah, it's uh, been a long time. Yeah. yeah. So we basically had, uh, basically, the, you know, this is our baby, basically. So nine months gestation for a new season. That seems about right. But more importantly, though, we just had a lot of stuff in life going on at then. Uh, as I like to remind people when people ask me, oh, hey, how was your summer? I'm just like, oh, you know, we went ahead, I got married, moved into a new place, got a new cat, got a new job, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's been... Yeah, you know, a, you only change everything in your life. Every little thing possible. This is the only thing that really is connected to my old life is this wonderful podcast that we do with Taryn, my now husband, who is wonderful and incredible and I love him dearly. Uh, but mainly, uh, the biggest thing is that we, a lot of people are just like, hey, you know, they still, even at parties, even at other places, events that we go to and concerts, people still act you're just like, oh yeah, that podcast. Oh, you should have me on for that podcast. Or there's people. I, mean, I, don't, that are, I don't know that it happens that often. They, true, but there are also sometimes people like, oh yeah, we meant to have uh, that person on there. Oh we right, we were going to do that one episode. We talked about this three years ago. Exactly. We have a list though. We've been maintaining this list for a little bit of what we have uh, in mind for the future. So it's it's going to be happening. But basically, we wanted to spend this time to officially announce what season four is going to be. And it's going to be a small one. It's going to be a small boy. It's going to be only five artists that we're going to be doing, just very quick and simple, done. Uh, and because it's so small and so strange, unlike the previous 15 artist behemoths that we've done for the previous seasons, uh, it's going to be weird, guys. It's going to be very, very personal. It's going to be stuff that we're going to do just for ourselves. We're not going to come back and be like, oh, we're going to do the Rolling Stones or something like big or gigantic like that. No, no, no. That's not what we're doing. It's just going to be fun little joyous little cute little intricacies that we have with ourselves. <laughs> Tara is this once is, again. This is bad content. <laughs> this is 
It's fine. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think we put out episodes of bad content in it before, yet, you know, somehow they are listened to. It's also one thing that happened while we were away. Uh, somehow we wound up coming across 20,000 overall plays. So uh, oh, thank yeah. you, X is now out of 21,000. You know, just small things like that. Long story short, people who are listening and keep listening, uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's really, really cool. Uh, and also, because of that swell of uh, support, we're now going to be entering into the merchandise market. We're going to get our own makeup palette made. Uh, I'm wearing it right uh. now. <laughs> uh, I realize in, in retrospect that this is a podcast and no one can see my face. But you The know, Chartographer's Palette. <laughs> what would it be called? It would just be called The Chartographer's Palette. Oh, okay. I thought it'd be like, sounds like beauty or something like that. <laughs> the worst. Yeah, the we're, we're worst. still workshopping it. Yeah, exactly. It, don't worry, it'll be out by the end of, you know, the world. Uh, so anyway, uh, new season, five new artists. They're kind of, there's one joint artist that we kind of have and some that are kind of personal to us. So we're just going to kind of go down the line. Uh, first off is one that is uh, kind of personal to both of us, actually. We have a couple things. Uh, and that is, uh, we're going to be doing a episode on Yona Lee slash I am, am I, who am I? If you don't know who she is, I strongly recommend you just type her into Google. You just type in the phrase without uh, spaces, I am, am I, who am I? Which sounds like a riddle, which kind of is. Just absolutely crazy Swedish uh, pop artist who makes compelling visuals, who makes kind of like somewhat boundary-breaking electronic music as well. She's kind of, I'm like... I mean, FKA Twigs-ish, but it's kind of the pop idiom instead of R&B. I don't know how exactly to describe, like, exactly what she does, but it's great. It's kind of a... I don't want to say, like, a more accessible Bjork, but sometimes I feel like that's kind of a somewhat easier way to describe her to people to a degree. That's an interesting way of putting it, yeah. Because she isn't Bjork. Yeah, at all. Uh, she's almost like Robin meets Bjork. Mm-hmm. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I can see that a little bit. Uh, we got to meet her uh, over this past year, which was kind of crazy. Uh, and she is lovely, and she knows who I am, and it was very sweet of her. Uh, but, like, it's not, that's not the reason. Like, we've just been in, in awe of her for some time, and she used to be this Cheryl Crow type-ish artist back in Sweden. But, anyway, long story short, we're going to be doing an episode on her, so please get familiar with these and the many other artists uh, that we'll be doing over this next season. Uh, Taryn, who else are we going to be doing this season? Um, after Yana Lee, we're going to be, uh, going out of left field. Our first concept episode. Yeah. Um, it's not an artist, really. We are going to be ranking the Tarantino soundtracks, especially since now he has allegedly put out his final film. It seems like a nice time to sort of put this capper, but this is an idea that we've had for a long time with our friend Dave, who had the movie podcast that we sort of took our inspiration from. Uh, film enthusiast, yeah. Uh, and you might remember Dave Coop from uh, our uh, Guster episode that we had out in season three. Uh, but he's a big movie guy. That's kind of his, like, you know... And honestly, like... I just kind of wanted to see, like, I know he can talk about mu movies very eloquently, but I just wasn't sure, uh, like, how, you know, like, well, he could describe rock music or things like that, but he is so, you heard the Guster episode, he was a fantastic guest, I'm so happy to have him and our good friend John Gleason Teske uh, back on as well, he's now a photographer's all-star, he's going to be coming back to it, and it's going to be weird, too, because doing a soundtrack, like, as you rank it, like, are some of the songs by themselves better than the movies? And I think, and personally for me, like, I know people who are giant fans of, like, the Twilight movie soundtracks, because, like, legitimately, they're just compilations of great music. They're better than the movie themselves, arguably, in all, basically all the time, always, in every case. Uh, and so it's one of those weird things of just, like, is there a time when a soundtrack speaks more? Because, I mean, Tarantino movies are known for their music, 
Uh, so we just I'm just gonna be curious to see how it goes, uh, how we go about it, and how we rank it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's gonna be hard too. Like for me, like the Hateful Eight, that's a pure orchestral score. There's no cool, cool, sweet little song selections in there. So we'll see how it shakes out. But yeah, that we just barely saw. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, had mixed feelings about it. I think is a very strong way to put it. But uh, yeah, little... yeah, it was a very well made film. Yes, that, I mean it's just. Drags a little bit, guys. Gotta be honest well, with you. I think meandering is a good word. Mm-hmm. But I also... But, yeah, like, yeah, people like Dave who are cinephiles uh, have a lot of more passion to say. So, any long story short, we'll be getting into that. Um, then, after that, we're going to be doing a two artists that uh, I'm very, very excited about. Uh, Shelby Lynn is a country artist. And because it's one of the things where I feel like when I look back at a lot of the artists that we've done, we've done a lot of pop, alternative rock. You know, that's rap. That's kind of been like our mm-hmm. our fan, fan base or, or, you know, what we've done before. And I kind of want to like, I feel like we both wanted to expand what we're want, wanting to do this season. So this yeah. mini season of Weird Shit... Awesome. Tarantino soundtracks, different, weird, new, unusual. Uh, and I feel like Shelby Lynn, I feel like that one is genuinely pushed towards country because, to be 100% honest, I mean, I like a lot of country. I like uh, Marin Morris. I like uh, Brandy Carlisle. Uh, their new supergroup, The High Women, is actually very, very fun. It's a good album. But more importantly, uh, like... I don't have the most... It's not usually my go-to, but Shelby Lynn rubs a spot for me that is just so fantastic. She started out as a teenager as a product of... <laughs> yes. <laughs> she rubs your spot? Yeah? You know, like... <laughs> so she started out as a teenager. She was basically... Uh, did four albums where she was just singing songs that were largely written by her for her. And so she kind of wanted to, like, branch out and, like, write her own stuff. So when she did finally do that with kind of a reintroduction album called I Am Shelby Lynn, which I think came out in 2000, 2001, uh, that's when people are just like, oh, wait, she's a really good and powerful artist who kind of breaks the rules of what a country album should do. And then she won the Grammy for Best New Artist that year, which was interesting given it was her sixth album and she made a joke about that on stage uh, but since then she's become fiercely independent she's just a top-notch songwriter that just has a lot of different it's not country in the way that a lot of people know it so I've always been a fan of her I don't love every single album from hers but like for me part of the reason is that like I like filling in gaps in each of our collective you know knowledges so uh, like for me like the other year when we did Talking Heads I had you know Lord's Blind Spot for me learned a lot fantastic and for me it's just one of the things like I haven't had a moment to be like shit you know, Taryn, we should sit down and listen to some Shelby Lynn. This is the freaking moment for it. And I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it should I'm be excited fun. to experience this movie. Yeah. Do you have a favorite country artist, just out of curiosity? Oh, yeah. No, not really. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I definitely, like, I like a smattering of odd country songs, mm-hmm. but it's not a genre I've dove deep into. There's not, know? like, an album that's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what comes to mind is, like, Nickel Creek, but that's not even really country. It's more, more like bluegrass. bluegrass. Yeah. So I don't... Yeah, I don't think I would say I have a specific yeah. one. Bryce Zell still wants to do a Nickel Creek episode at some point, so... Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. He is... Really? Yeah. Oh. He is absolutely... Did you not know this? I'd be down for that. Okay. I Well, I, we could have Karina on for that one. She's why I know them. Ah, uh-huh. okay. Do they have enough albums? 
Uh, we'll have to look into that. I think that. they only have four. Because they did that one comeback album like three or four years ago. Right. Yeah. But I don't think they had that many before they took their hiatus. Yeah, that might be the third or fourth. We're you know we're going to look into it. Breaking news right now. And also for the record, although we're going over these, I'm really excited to get people pumped up about the new season. Subject to change, obviously, clearly. There's, you know, things that Well, I don't happen. think so. We're starting to record right now. We yeah, have our lineup ready, right? <laughs> right. It's just a matter of securing some wonderful guests, which yeah. we're getting into. Uh, then the other one um, is a stand by of mine uh, probably is one of those things where like I just keep looking back over my life and you just kind of realize certain artists that like you come back to are just like wow that was may not have affected me much now but at the time was profoundly influential holy shit Butch Walker absolutely did that he uh, rubbed that thing for me it was really great but Butch Walker <laughs> whole new season of this Butch Walker uh, he is a rock guy he used to be in the band The Marvelous Three they had a one hit wonder in 1998 uh, with uh, Freak of the Week still a great song I remember getting it, getting that CD like oh my god this is the most amazing I've ever heard and then like you know it would like teenage me this is around the time when after I saw Mission Impossible 2 I'm like I'm gonna make a list of the greatest movies of all time and I put Mission Impossible 2 at number one just because basically it was like a young teenager I'm like let me just list all the movies that I'd seen like it was a very pinpoint worldview so uh, you know wow I know uh, long story short a lot to learn but Butch Walker uh, grew up with me to a degree because after he did that band he did a solo album a really funny and largely forgotten about solo album there were the production that he did was so distinct and so unique that he wound up getting a lot of gigs producing for other rock acts and Avril Lavigne and a whole bunch of other people uh, and then you know working with Taylor Swift and you know doing kind of his own thing he did a lot of solo albums he kind of has a career as a producer for a lot of mainstream rock acts like Panic at the Disco and then another side career of like a solo artist that people really passionately care about we have a guest lined up for this one who is an absolute Butch Walker super fan and I'm really excited to just like dive in I remember like she was a co-worker at a job I had and just like you know hey so uh, what kind of music are you into she's like oh stuff no one's ever heard of and she's like try me and she said, um, Butch Walker, and I just lost my goddamn mind. And they're like, how, how can someone else actually know? It was, you know, it's like the little secret that you share between people when you find out someone else's favorite artist is like, oh yeah, no, that's uh, mine too, by the way. Just like, oh, it's amazing. Like people that you keep meeting at Skylar Spent shows uh, that are yeah. just like, you know, fascinating, wonderful people. Such a specific type. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited to dive into that. And then, of course, we were closing the season with something we haven't ever done before. An artist that records in a non-English language. I'm so pumped <laughs> to record this episode. I still don't know who our guest is going to be, but like, I, black, so, okay. I was very into K-pop post Gangnam Style. I, you know, clicked on a recommended video and then just got sucked into a hole and I lived a full K-pop life for probably about four years there. Um, I've fallen out of it a little bit but yeah. it was like um, 2012 2013 you know and like... there's there's a lot of like really big companies that have a ton of acts that like use their writing in-house writing and production stables and like the artist that we're doing brown eyed girls is a huge act in south korea but they aren't from one of those big labels which i think is part of why they have been allowed to be as boundary pushing as they are the content of their music videos is very taboo oftentimes talking about sexuality and um like political statements and resistance and their music itself is always such a, a crazy mis mishmash of different styles even to a higher degree than most k-pop is k-pop oftentimes will take like European trash house and like <laughs> uh, reggaeton and trap and like 
have breaks from all of those different genres in a single song and you're like what is going on Mm -hmm. and i feel like brown eyed girls does a similar thing but they take individual elements and just sort of weave them together into this crazy intercultural thing um and i'm just so freaking excited to talk about them and and have you listened to all of their albums because that was that's the other thing is like it truly all of their b-sides and album tracks are like on a higher level than i feel like a lot of k-pop acts are so yeah that's why we're doing them i know and taryn's been good to introducing me to a lot of stuff prior to the big bts blackpink breakthrough that happened in north Mm -hmm. america uh because there's just like so much more behind all of this too and especially when you get back to a group that's been around as long as Browned Girls. I have. mean, yeah, they debuted in I think 2006 was yeah, their first EP. Wasn't Abracadabra 2010? Uh, 2009, yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. 10 years of Abracadabra. Abracadabra is one of their most famous songs. If you don't need to know anything about Brown Eyed Girls, look up Abracadabra because A, the song is goddamn killer. B, you need to also see the dance that they do, which Psy wound up borrowing, and quite literally borrowing, he fully acknowledges where it came from, for his music video for Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, it's just so Actually, a, a member of Brown Eyed Girls, Gaian, is in the Gentleman yeah. video doing the dance, which yeah. is... Why it's like, oh, yes, it's di- a direct reference to. Yeah. It's kind of crazy because, like, ever since listening, I just my familiarity to the level, because they put out a lot of EPs and mini-albums, and it's just like mm-hmm. a whole different label culture that they have there. But the thing that was fascinating to me is that a lot of times when I've listened to some of these, like, all the way through, there's usually, like, the big single, or maybe the second single, if you're lucky. And then sometimes there's just a lot of filler stuff. And there's a lot just, of... yeah, there's a huge dearth in quality most of the time mm-hmm. on on k-pop albums where it's just like yeah you know they had these songs lying around and so they had this group of teenage girls record them and instead with brown eyed girls you can really tell that there's four artists here working together and they have such creative control um and like their rapper always writes their own verses and like it's it's just really cool to see it's gonna be really really exciting i will say one thing that's been really cool is that since terrence kind of got me into that world is that i was around for what was really the first concept album that was released by k-pop group which was the wonder girls they put out this 80s synth record kind of at a time when everyone else was kind of doing the euro pre-trap kind of like thing and it was just a crazy thing to listen to like wow this is like damn solid this is like Mm -hmm. extremely fun and then they did another record after that, which was very weird, and I did not like it, but uh, still, it was fun. Anywho, Brown Eyed Girls, that's going to be another thing <laughs> that's going to be happening. So yeah, as you could tell, very uh, personal, very eccentric, very different kind of thing, is because I feel like, especially after we've been doing this for as many years as we have now, which is a weird thing to say, years, uh, but like we just want to mix it up a little bit. Like The format's the same. I feel like we get better with every season, and just in terms of narrowing down the parts of the stuff we want to talk about, making it entertaining, making it fun, what have you, but like I'm just excited to get a little freaky. Uh, as they say, which is going to be the name of our palette, right? Freaky. Freaky music. Freaky... No, not working. Okay. Uh, the other thing... No. No. Taryn, always shutting me down. The best part of the podcast. Oh, Lord. Anyway. (laughs) But the other thing I wanted to talk about briefly was, uh, because we've been gone for so long, uh, I've been posting a lot of stuff on the, uh, Facebook group for the Chartographers, so, like, whenever, like, my most iconic album, uh, art feature that came out a while ago, I posted that on there. Uh, follow us on there if you get a chance, and Twitter, those are the main places that we're at. But, I just kind of wanted to jump in and kind of talk about something since we've been gone for so long, 2019 is still going on. I asked Taryn to bring 
in to hear what his two favorite albums were from 2018 because I was just I mean, like I feel like we talk about it but again that was like nine months ago so I'm like super curious and I want to see uh, what you had down yeah well I'm only gonna do this if we promise that sometime in our season wrap-up we talk about this year because yeah. it feels weird that we're <laughs> recording in October and we're talking about last year but yeah. um yeah so I I went looking at my lists and things again and while I think there were a couple albums that were definitely front runners for me like obviously the Casey Musgraves mm-hmm. is golden hour just absolutely phenomenal start to finish. It's absolutely a contender. Um, the Leon Bridges album was mm-hmm. really, really solid. I listened to like a handful of songs probably like 200 times off of oh, that God thing. Like, I actually truly, truly fell in love with Leon Bridges this year uh, or last year. But I think that as far as like my two favorite albums that just make me feel things and you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, the first is the Troy Sivan, because mm. um, I'm a gay boy, <laughs> and it was just so refreshing to hear such well-made mainstream pop music uh, with gay lyrics. I don't know. That's I mean, it's it's a small thing, but like it's a big thing. It's though. a big thing, and it's it's to have that relatability. Because um, I mean, there have been gay pop stars for decades, but so many of them tried to obscure it and like you can go back and you say oh th- this song is totally about how they were gay and they couldn't talk about it but just th- to have this like out and proud yeah gay man um just living his truth and still being masculine but wearing makeup and having a gay porn star in his music video and just like it was just Liberty. Iconic. It is weird because even his last album, Blue Neighborhood, was very much not about that. It was still, like, obscured. He was very much in metaphor for a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, the music videos were pretty... Still pretty gay. Pretty damn gay. Yeah. But um, this definitely took it to a different level. Yeah, and I think that is an f- absolutely fantastic choice. And then my other choice... His second one. ...is... Um, the polar opposite of that, in comparison, um, with Unknown Mortal Orchestra's Sex and Food. Damn! Um, like, spacey... I don't even know how to describe it. It's really its own thing. It definitely feels like the the audio quality could be from the 70s. It reminds me of, like, Bibio, but also Bibio taking acid. Like, um, Unknown Mortar Orchestra is just this, like, weird, fuzzy rock guitar. Like, some of it's really, like, grating and a little out of key, but still incredibly melodic. And he he writes these jazzy melodies that no one else even attempts to pull off. He has all these strange intervals and odd harmonies, and it just works. It works so well. And he had a bunch of my favorite songs of the year off of yeah, there. That was a great record. It was like, the thing is, it was one of those great records where every single song is different. Not necessarily its own genre, but the texture, the color, the feel of it yeah, is the, all so different. The color of every song is so different from the, the one before. Honeybee. Dude, like it's just, I just think about like there's so many melodies that come to mind from mm-hmm. like the heavy psych rock. I agree with that. Uh, that was actually my number two pick as well, but I have a backup just in case. Oh yeah. My personal number one last year was uh, Kali Uchis. Uh, I almost went with Kali Uchis. Yeah. 
She is a Colombian singer uh, that is just absolutely next level. She had performed on a couple like Gorillaz albums, Tyler the Creator uh, singles and whatnot. Like she's mm-hmm. she's shown up before, but who knew that she could put out an album that was basically kind of like bossa nova contemporary pop, basically. Yeah. Like just it, fun little songs that are jabby and pointed and dreams about teeth and just uh, of course like weird little Damon Albarn synth pop numbers that come in. And just another album that is yeah absolutely solid start to finish and takes you on such a specific journey Mm -hmm. it feels like imbued with her personality which i didn't really clock her for having much of a personality before completely i feel i felt like on the features that i'd heard from her before this came out that i was intrigued but i wasn't sure what to make of her like i almost felt like her full potential was absolutely not shown off until which which makes sense it's her debut album right but like that album was definitely yeah it blew my expectations away yeah uh and then so my backup backup choice was another person that we actually got a chance to see live last year i want to say uh but and it came out in january of that year too but uh george fitzgerald put out a fucking album uh let me tell you for like kind of like mid down tempo like not not synth pop. That's not the right descriptor for it. But kind I of, would almost call it trance. Yeah, kind of like, like down trempo trance pop almost. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very heady um, and just like really. It's this kind of thing that I would like if I went to Burning Man. That's who I'd want to see. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. Just like, I mean, like, kind of laid back, otherworldly. Seeing him live was also really, really fun, too, because he brought in this one vocalist, too, when I emailed the publicist, just like, yeah, I don't know who it was. They just saw reports of her, like, coming in and singing at the shows. I have no idea. I'm like, well, that's crazy, because she did a great job. Yeah, she was so good. She really, I felt like, because, um, I felt like she did sing, no, she didn't sing any of the songs on the album. Those were, because those were all, like, artists we recognized, but, like, her vocals were she really elevated a couple of the songs where I was like I would go back and listen to it on the album and I was like back. this one this one wasn't my favorite but live yeah it was like crystallized yeah, yeah she really killed it Anyway, yeah, long story short, uh, favorite. And also at that show, it was really fun because the girl in front of us uh, was extremely intoxicated and was living her best life. Uh, she At one point, she's like, no, you should go to the front of the stage and like push me up there. I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, it, was, uh, interest- it was an interesting little set, too. Uh, it was also at an interesting uh, Sleeping Village, which I hadn't been to. So I guess mm-hmm. it's a relatively new venue in Chicago. But it was just a nice, cool, like, wine bar, kind of low-key show kind of place. Really fun. But anywho, yeah, we just wanted to talk about that. We'll do a recap of our 2019 albums. I have some contenders right now. I have no contenders. idea. I have no idea what my number one is right now, I can tell you that. I know uh, what mine is. Oh, you do? I mean, but, you know, things could supplant it. Yeah. But who knows? Uh, but long story short, uh, I just wanted to say we're still alive. We're coming right back at you with a very fun season i'm extremely excited about and most importantly thank you guys so much for listening uh and listening while we've been on a freaking nine month break it's crazy how many plays we've gotten while not releasing episodes (laughs) exactly to me i know uh you guys are incredible and now that we're on uh, spotify and iHeartRadio and all these other different places where you can get us it's just great and we're just going to keep it uh fun and free and fancy as we always do we the best music yeah (laughs) are we (laughs) (laughs) we the best talkers uh uh, are we even that? No, I mean, you heard of the episode you were listening to right now. We're not great. <laughs> uh, but long story short, I'm very excited for it. So I uh, just want to say, hey, thank you so much, and we'll see you uh, uh, in the season, guys. Have a good one.
Because we have the happy hour minisodes, we have the minisodes. I'm sorry. We have the happy hour minisodes. We have our main casts. I'm going to cut that part out later. <laughs>